0: Welcome to the Box Office Preview, an onstage blog network production. I am your host, Greg Earhart. Joining me as my guest, if he saw an actual flying elephant... He would still only give it one and a half stars (laughs) on screen. Chief critic Ken Jones. Ken, welcome. How are you? I'm good. Well, considering I didn't see Dumbo this week, I gave it no stars. So (laughs) one and a half would be a a step up. Are you abdicating your duties as on screen chief critic or what's I?
1: Hey, you know what? I was told by the editor in chief that I did not have to see every movie. (laughs) And, And so, you know what? sometimes i'm gonna take some liberties
0: well you know i'm um, gonna forward this to tim burton's agent and i'm sure (laughs) his agent let him know and uh you might get a little strongly worded letter uh from him so bring it on (laughs) bring it on so uh this week uh this week we're going to discuss two movies instead of one you get two for the price of one and the price is zero so it's his infinite value here we have to say, we're out- charging it exactly the same for this podcast, too. <laughs> coming out this Friday, two main events. We have Pet Cemetery and we have Shazam. We will be discussing uh, both movies. We will be doing two versions of See Don't See and we'll be making two box office predictions. But first, we have to review the Dumbo box office because, like us, the week before, it made some news. However, for the wrong reasons, yeah. um, it underwhelmed almost all expectations coming in. Almost all expectations. <laughs> well, it came in even under your, it came even your expectations. Barely. So we'll get, yeah, we'll get that out of the way. So Ken uh, defeated me once again for the third week in a row. Uh, he predicted $46 million mm. for Dumbo. I predicted uh, $52 million and the actual results was... I I have to say, I'm I'm very impressed with myself.
1: Forty-five point nine nine million. Wow,
0: not too shabby. I was within
1: ten (laughs) thousand.
0: Not too shabby. We have a savant here, folks. (laughs) Stay tuned every week. I'm just waiting for some actual competition from you. (laughs) Well, just prick me some water numbers, and then uh, and then you know you'll get some compensation. So, Ken, are you surprised? No. <laughs> yeah, obviously because he predicted
1: forty six. Since I was within ten thousand dollars of its <laughs> box office. Um what do you what do you make of it? I, I I think there's Tim Burton is hit or miss when it comes to box office performance, mostly miss within the last uh I don't know, fifteen to twenty years. So and, yeah, go ahead.
0: Yeah, no, I was gonna say so box office pro is a pretty good um predictor they're, they're pretty much the industry standard now in terms of where most websites go to in terms of forecasting box office mm-hmm. they take into account a number of factors um and they've developed their kpis and metrics you know over the years and they're not they're not right 100 percent of the time but you know they they usually when they're within a week out um you know they really have a pretty good pulse most times yeah. of what's going to happen and they were still, as of the Tuesday or Wednesday before the release, calling for 60 million for Dumbo. Mm. And, um, I mean, again, they were, I forget what they predicted for us. I think that they were pretty, I think, I mean, they weren't, I think no they one were predicted.
1: On, no I one think predicted. They were on the more. higher end of Yeah, the- they were definitely on the higher end. Um, High 50s, mid 50s.
0: Yeah. And, you know, certainly no one predicted 71. So, mm. you know, I think with this, tell, I think. I think it's a really interesting measure of I mean out, outside of them just being wrong every once in a while just how important the rotten tomato score is um these movies which a lot of studios are complaining about <laughs> you know um I think I think if this movie I think if Dumbo was a 70 to 80% uh, movie I think I think we probably would have seen in the mid 50s uh, um, maybe yeah yeah I don't think
1: would I don't yeah. think it would have had a significant bump though
0: yeah, I, I mean, we certainly heard the studios talk about how their own internal tracking has been off base. I mean, now now they factor in you know the the critics reviews and that, but beforehand that their internal track would be off by you know twenty percent. And they attributed that to the Rotten Tomato score, you know, um, just as people kind of on the fence and thinking, eh, it's not worth it. Because, look, there's so much competition out there. You can now stay home and watch the Netflix latest. We, we could go watch right. Triple Frontier, <laughs> you know, and um, new releases are coming out on all sorts of mediums now, mainly Netflix uh, these days. So, yeah, I mean, honestly, like, I just don't know what the audience was for that movie. Yeah, and that was going to be my second takeaway was I think the trackers, in particular Box Office Pro, I think they really overestimated the kids' appeal um, to it, even though I said myself my daughter's daycare was strangely into it. But I think like Mary Poppins, I think this movie had more of an appeal towards the older crowd, um, mm-hmm. I mean, particularly because Dumbo came out in the, in the 40s <laughs> in 1941, and Mary Poppins was um, later than 1940, but I think in the – oh, boy. Probably in the 50s or 60s. Oh, uh, 60s. Yeah, 60s. Yeah. So uh, with nothing in between, basically. Um, so, you know, I, I think the kids crowd was was definitely overstated. And, you know, and the kids don't tend to come out on Thursday, Fridays. They tend to come Saturday, Sunday. But, you know, it, it didn't happen. You know, it didn't even happen for Dumbo. Right. So Tim Burton, sorry, another L. Another Another L for you here. And a surprising L for Disney he doesn't have that many L's? And um, I consider um, Mary Poppins Returns an L. I mean, that fell just short of two hundred million, which is frankly a disaster for a Christmas release. You know, for right. a movie like that. Um. So, uh, anything else, uh, Ken? Did you want to add? I think I think
1: when we look uh, in the grand scheme of two thousand nineteen, uh, Dumbo's failure or lack of generating box office is going to you know be a footnote more or less yeah because they are poised for a huge 2019 100 and just massive Mm -hmm. they're gonna own (laughs) they own they already own 2019 yeah right Uh, people are just gonna have like come around to realizing that
0: right let's get into the releases this week ken where do you want to start Pet cemetery or shazam oh let's build up let's start with pet cemetery okay so, Pet Cemetery is the latest uh, Stephen King... Not only is it a Stephen King movie adaptation, it's also a remake of a uh, Stephen King movie adaptation. Do you know, Ken, how many uh, Stephen King movie adaptations there have been?
1: Oh, I'm looking at the Wikipedia page, and it's too many to count. <laughs> <laughs> it really is. I mean, it's been since Carrie in 1976, and yes. it's just... It's not only movies, but also TV. It's
0: yeah. So uh, if it you, boggles the mind. <laughs> so if you count TV, and I count, I can This is according to StephenKing.com, which is apparently his official website. There have been forty-six movie adaptations <laughs> of, of his work. That and, sounds about right. Yeah, and some of these I didn't even know were Stephen King adaptations. Like, um, like Hearts of Atlantis, I had no idea that was a Stephen mm. King. Um, it was one secret window. I didn't know was a ste- I should have known that was Stephen King. Right, Like I, that one.
1: I'm not sure if I knew that lawnmower
0: man was Stephen King. I didn't. Yeah. That was another one. That was another one. I didn't know. So uh pet cemetery was in 1980 the pet cemetery at 1989 and pet cemetery was regarded as one of his better adaptations possibly even the best depending on who you talk to i think the Ooh, shining I don't is know probably about that. One. shining yeah yeah sorry yeah shining <laughs> would be you know considered number one um but cemetery is up there by at least by stephen king fans and so it was a little curious when news came out, this could be remade that this would be the one that they picked, um, to be, you know, to be, to be remade. Especially since some of the other ones are very high concept, but very poorly executed. Um, the best adaptation as of, as of late was certainly it. Um, you know, that came, that's just a remake of a TV movie, um, which came out in 2017. And as we talked about briefly last week, um, yeah, you know, had a hundred twenty-three million dollar uh, weekend, which smashed expectations. and Ended up at a uh, three about three thirty, three hundred thirty million right. total. Ken, what do you what, what was your take on the It remake? As far as um, just uh, how the movie, were you a Stephen King fan? Do did, did you read? Uh, I've I've not I haven't read any of his
1: books. I, I, I take that back. I started reading some of the Dark Tower series, and I got about two and a half books into that, and kind of petered out um hmm. but i haven't read the majority of his of his work
0: what was your take I have,
1: i've have seen a lot of his movies and yeah. enjoyed most of the ones that i've seen
0: yeah so what was your take on let's take it for example versus some of his some of the earlier movie adaptations I, oh, mean, I thought, any one of them but uh yeah.
1: it was phenomenal it uh it, it did a great job of um taylor making uh all of the horror in the movie to the specific kids in the movie i thought yeah like it had a little bit of everything uh based on like what their individual fears were uh and i thought it was really effective like that i'm, I'm really excited for the for chapter two
0: yeah i i thought i i, I watched it and again I, I really liked it and i i actually considered it more of a coming of age movie than a horror movie um so yeah, as you know it um, could be more than one thing you know uh, no, 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 no question. I just like, I, at the time I described it as like kind of a B minus horror, but like an A plus coming of age and you combine the two and you get an A minus, you know, kind of overall movie and the horror is amplified by the coming of age, you know, just what you described. So, um, it was certainly more than just a traditional, you know, horror movie and really made it to an overall kind of complete movie. Um, so that brings us to Pet Cemetery, and this is certainly one of the I think one of Stephen King's more creepier uh, plot premises. Um, mm-hmm. You know, basically, um, you know, uh, family moves into a new home in, in Maine, in Maine, and then uh, they run into a cemetery with a bunch of bu- bunch of dead dead pets, and creepiness ensues. Are you familiar with the? Um, did you, uh, now I have not watched the first one or read oh. the material. Are you familiar with either? I saw the 1989 movie. Uh, the neighbor
1: that's being played this time around by John Lithgow was originally played by the uh, I, the actor that played um, the father from the Munsters, Herman Munster, oh. I believe.
0: Okay. He was yeah.
1: also the judge in... Yeah, he was the judge in My Cousin Vinny. Okay. Um, and he... <laughs> He's notorious uh, as a, someone that's from Maine. Um, he's his performance is kind of notorious for having a, a horrible uh Maine accent. <laughs> so I'm kind of glad that uh, from what I've seen of John Lithgow in the, pre- in the preview so far for this one, that it's not as bad as that.
0: Yeah, yeah. And this movie stars Jason Clark, who's had an interesting career. Um, I would consider his early choices questionable um really didn't know what to make of him as an actor wasn't really sure what he was trying to be um he was i think the turn he's taken lately has been um especially his his role in chappaquiddick um which was really a side of him we hadn't really seen um before uh what's your take on what's your take on jason clark uh i think he's
1: someone that does a lot of work and uh some of it's good some of it's bad i mean or not bad but not great as You know, as good as some of the other stuff he does. I mean, he, I think the first time I distinctly remember him is in Zero Dark 30 back in 2012. He had, he was, um, he was really good in that. Uh, And before that, he kind of had smaller roles and stuff and did some TV and uh, has been branching out over the last few years.
0: You know, I, it was really weird to see him. I mean, you know, forgive me for, Using a terrible movie such as Terminator Genesis as a, uh, as, a as a movie to discuss Jason Clark, but that was an example of he was cast as Jason Connor, and you know the first you know chunk of the movie is him trying to be charismatic, you know as let as, say John Connor, as John as John, John, John Connor, yeah. as you know rumored to be throughout you know all the movies. And I mean,
1: that movie's got a lot of things wrong with
0: it. No, oh, no, I no no. Yeah. I love it. Enormous amount of problems. My point is that he he, he couldn't really pull that off. The the charismatic, yeah, angle, and it was really strange for them to think he could. Um, yeah. But again, he's he's he he's much better in the in certain roles where he's a little more low key and and a little kind of creepy. And uh, just, he brings may, sort of a quieter edge to the character. May I, I
1: offer Don of the Planet of the Apes?
0: Yeah. I wasn't crazy about him in that movie either, but, yeah, I mean, but he's fine. A lot of know? people liked him in that. I wasn't, but a good example of that Chappaquiddick another one. Um, Everest. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Mudbound, which is on Netflix. So I think he's a good fit for this movie. In fact, I'm, I I think, you know, I think he's going to bring a lot out of the material here. So I think, I think this was actually, I'm going to guess this is going to be an excellent ca- casting call um, by the producers to bring it. So. Yeah. Are you ready for See Don't See? Absolutely. All right. My so new favorite game. We uh, we introduced this last week See Don't See is a way um, for Ken and I to enumerate what our interest is, interest is for the movies coming out this weekend. So we talked about just talked about Jason Clark and uh, and him being a possible draw for this movie, but we're going to put numbers to it. So I'm going to ask Ken. I'm going to give Ken seven categories. Um, these are to be actors in the movie they could be concepts of the movie that could be directors, producers and he has to give he has to enumerate his interest in the, in the movie on a scale of negative 3 to positive 3 if you get a 3, positive 3 means he is, he'll be so excited to see the movie as a result of the person or concept I list and negative 3 means he is staying the heck as far away from it <laughs> as possible as a result of this person or concept are you ready, Ken? yes okay uh, the first category is a Stephen King adaptation. So the only thing you know about the movie is that the movie is a St- Stephen King adaptation. What's your interest?
1: Okay, so my first question overall is this an overall Stephen King or is it like right now Stephen King adaptation? So my answer is different for both.
0: Right. So it's twenty nineteen. So this is you are answering in the current in the present. So. Okay.
1: So I'm going to give that a two. Yeah. Uh. In in. That could fluctuate down to like a one or a zero because looking at the adaptations that we've had previously of Stephen King uh books and stories, there there's definitely an ebb and flow. And we're in a very good period right now, I, I think with uh yeah.
0: with so Stephen you're King. This today. Right. So yeah, you're answering. So this right two
1: now day. I'm giving it a two.
0: Yeah, two. Yeah, I'm a two as well. I again I think they've I, I think horrors and sort of I won't call quite call it the golden age, but I don't think we've You're had right, a better stretch period. of horror movies in the last year and a half Yeah, we've had now. And I think as a result, they really know what they're supposed to do with Stephen King, um, you know, uh, content. So before, you know, it was just a different era and they just, they just went for cheap scares and yeah. Yeah, et cetera. So I would give it a two as well. All right. We just talked about him, Jason Clark. All you know about the movie is Jason Clark stars in it. What's your interest level? Um, hmm, probably
1: a zero yeah yeah he just doesn't I, move me one way
0: or the other yeah i mean yeah again i think there's a certain type of movie i think he's good in i'm gonna give him a slight minus one just because i don't still don't trust hollywood to cast him correctly yet um but you know it's just minus one it's not minus three it's minus right. one okay uh horror remake all you know about the movie it's a remake of a horror movie from the past what's your, what's your interest <laughs> uh i'll give that a one um
1: some that's again. Some, sometimes it's good. Sometimes it's it's worse. Uh, but I think I think they've been getting better this de- this decade at adapting and remaking old yeah. movies or foreign movies.
0: Uh, so I'm gonna give that a one. Yeah, I'm right there with you. Same re- same reason. I think before yeah. it would have been like a minus two. Now they I think they've they've really figured out how to do a a horror properly. So it's a one for me as well. For the most part. Yep. Okay. Next, um, all you know about the movie is it's about a family that's from the city, and then they kind of move to the woods to try to ki- try to kind of get away from it all. And you yep. know, weird stuff happens. Just based off that, what's your interest level?
1: Um, probably a zero, maybe <laughs> leaning toward a one, but I'll go with
0: zero. Ooh, I'm I'm at least a one. Okay, I might be a two. I'm trying to. I mean that it just the concept never gets old for me. I'm, I'm in. Yeah, it's, you know, it's a solid just, concept. The, just, the woods are creepy enough, you know. They it's are a creepy great enough. setting, and um, you always get some good, you know, family dialogue or husband and wife dialogue about city life versus woods life. And there's lots of good scenes about them getting used to chopping wood or not having electricity <laughs> or you know, it's just it's you know, rich even with
1: all the time. Even if it's not moving out of the wo- out to the woods, moving out of the city. I mean, that's the premise for uh, the backdrop for Jaws. Right,
0: right, you know? Yeah, right. So, um, yeah, give me yeah, um, Eh, well, put me in for a two. We'll wow. Two for that. Yeah, hey, hey, you know, I'm a simple man sometimes. All right, next. All you know about the movie is John Lithgow is a creepy neighbor. That's it. That's all. It could be a comedy. It could be a horror. It could be a drama. You don't know. It's just all you know is it's a creepy neighbor. What's your interest level?
1: Oh man. Um, ooh. I don't know. Uh, zero
0: again, I guess. <laughs> um i'm a one yeah no I, I think i'm slightly interested yeah you know just i think he's a he's a good candidate to play a really creepy neighbor so okay next um the movie all you know is the movie involves resurrected dead pets three that's, that's a, <laughs> three
1: <laughs> anything that involves uh resurrection of dead things uh <laughs> piques my interest wow
0: okay all right <laughs> um the concept for me is a one or two, but now having been a pet owner for a few years, I think, oh. yeah, it's where it, it, you gotta go with that. Yeah, yeah, I just I think I'm a minus one now. Yeah, I just oh, wow. I don't think I'd feel too bad. Yeah, and I don't think I could ever see Cujo ever again after having
1: a <laughs> golden return. See, I never grew up having a pet, so yeah, stuff right.
0: like that doesn't, doesn't phase me. <laughs> All right, last one. All right, okay. All you know about the movie is that involves kids creepily drumming along, you know, for some portion of the movie and uh it's a big theme of it. What's your interest level? Uh
1: creepy kids. Um I'll take I'll put a one on
0: that. Yeah, and in, in case you don't know, if you haven't seen the teaser, it's a big part of I think all the trailers. Just kids kinda drumming along, you know, this pat in the woods. Oh, they're playing like literally drumming, right? Yeah, literally, literally drumming,
1: yeah. Yeah, and don't they have like Weird uh like animal masks.
0: Yes, correct. Okay,
1: yeah, that creeps me out.
0: So I didn't put that as part of the concept. Just the concept is just kids drumming, you know, kids creepily drumming along. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's a a three. Yeah, so for me, that's a three. That's that is a solid three. Yeah. I'm (laughs) I'm I'm in. Just get just (laughs) right. I mean, it's super creepy. I don't want anything to do with it. For a horror movie, it's phenomenal three. All right. Let's tally up the scores. So the highest score is a twenty-one. The lowest score is a negative twenty-one. Ken, your score is a seven. That's some pretty I, I, solid interest there. My score is also a seven. I was so gonna say I
1: thought we were gonna be yeah, pretty
0: close because we we're pretty
1: aligned. I was pretty solid, but you had some wild swings. <laughs> <laughs> like three, negative
0: two, two, negative three. I, you know, <laughs> I'm, I'm out. I watched. The I'm trail. in. I was conflicted. You know, I mean, what, what, what can I say? You know, but. And now a word from our sponsors. This podcast is brought to you by Broadway Green. The Broadway Green Alliance is an industry-wide initiative that educates, motivates, and inspires the entire theater community and its patrons to adopt environmentally friendlier practices. You know, Ken, the, the best thing about you know what the, the best thing about our country is? We don't, we don't wait for government to act, and frankly, right now, the government is not acting on climate change. But you know what? That doesn't stop us from acting, and Broadway Green Alliance is not alone. Um, they were founded in 2008 in collaboration with the, Nat- with the Natural Resource Defense Council. The Broadway Green Alliance is an ad hoc committee of the Broadway League and a fiscal program of Broadway Cares, uh, Equity Fights AIDS. Um, At the Broadway Green Alliance, they recognize that it is impossible to be 100% green while continuing activity. And as there is no litmus test for green activity, they ask instead that their members commit to being greener and doing better each day. As climate change does not result from one large negative action, but rather from the cumulative effect of billions of small actions, progress comes from millions of us doing a bit better each day. If you want to become a member of the Broadway Green Alliance... Or if you want to donate, check them out at www.broadwaygreen.com. That's www.broadwaygreen.com. We are also brought to you by the On Stage Blog Network. It is a growing and growing network of podcasts from across movies and film and theater, even wrestling, um, perhaps travel. (laughs) We'll see. Uh, There was just... um, among the many podcasts, there is a movie musical shakedown where Chris Peterson breaks down musicals and movie musicals. He recently just published his 19th episode focusing on Pocahontas. There's also Nobody's in New York, they've had 17 episodes so far. And there's also this podcast, The Box Office Preview. There's also The Ripple Effect, which is Ken Jones's podcast, and many, many more. Ch- For your one place to check out podcasts for uh, theater and movies, check out the Onstage Blog Network. Now back to the show. All right, uh, so we're going to make a prediction on Pet Cemetery at the end of the podcast. Uh, For now, let's move on to Shazam, which is the latest uh, DC Universe uh, entry. This is their first DC movie since Aquaman that came out in December. Aquaman was a big box office hit. Wildly
1: successful.
0: Wildly, very wildly successful. Um, with a... Sorry. I was not prepared to discuss Aquaman box office. Bear with me. Uh, opened $68 million. $68 million opening weekend on December 21st. Ended up with $335 million. Mm. So, you know, DC has now had... Let's call it two legitimate hits with Wonder Woman and now Aquaman. Um, obviously, the Justice League, the Justice League movie, was a catastrophe from both the box office and uh, quality uh, point of view. And Batman versus Superman, which I still ride for at least a little bit. Um, you was have awesome. it? <laughs> um, that was also did actually pretty pretty reasonably well in the box office, but critically panned um, in the Rotten Tomatoes. So. Um, so Shazam, Shazam has a couple of interesting stories. So again, basic premise, and I'll, I'll be honest, I, I'm i a DC fan. I do not really remember Shazam in the comics. My knowledge of him is mostly from a few Justice League cartoons. Um, he's basically uh, a kid who is able to turn into a grown-up superhero. He has most of Superman's basic powers. Uh, he also has electricity that he can kind of use at his command. And, um, this movie is really accentuating the aspect of, it's basically a superhero version of big, you know, the yes. top, the classic Tom Hanks movie, big. Yeah. Um, so it stars exactly Le- at it, star- it stars Zach Levy, um, who not a movie star. Um, his big claim to fame is, um, Chuck. <laughs> yeah, right. Chuck. I would say Chuck, um, uh, being voicing, um, Oh shoot. How am I forgetting his name? Entangled. Um, oh my gosh my daughter's gonna kill me um uh that
1: sounds like a pet cemetery problem
0: (laughs) Uh, he was not to look him up Flynn 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 Rider of course yes so he voiced Flynn Rider and he was a guy in in, in the Thor movies at least in the last killed off
1: very quickly in Thor 3 (laughs) right
0: (laughs) right so this is a fairly bold step to cast him um in this kind of movie um ken what's your what was your take of casting of uh, zach levy and, and of shazam overall
1: i'll
0: put it this way i have even less knowledge of the character than
1: you do <laughs> so i'm totally fine with it i'm, I'm a zachary levi fan um yeah. uh, i loved chuck the tv series uh and so i'm happy to see him getting more work and getting more famous um yeah, I, I have no frame of reference.
0: <laughs> What's your take on the DC Universe overall? So, again, we had Aquaman back in December. It looks like they're kind of getting away from the extended universe and just really focusing yeah. on standalone movies.
1: Yeah, Um, I think it's probably a good move because I think they've lost their Superman and Batman <laughs> from those movies. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> and so to take a step back from those and, and kind of reassess things, I think they do have plans for this. Because um, I believe they've also cast The Rock as like Black Adam or something, and doesn't yeah. don't those two characters fit in together? I'm confused.
0: So maybe I, they don't. But yeah, I don't know. The nerds in the comment section could maybe uh, straighten us out, but uh, I don't know. Yeah, that, it's not. I, I think news. there's some connection there, but don't quote me on that. Yeah, no. But, don't, uh, don't, don't worry, we will we will be quoted, I'm sure. Oh, these guys don't know anything. Why are we listening to them? You know, it's fine. but um, until until we say, you know, shut up. But the yeah, do you want? Let's do some. Uh, was there anything else we want to discuss? Where we can get to see don't see. No, I'm good. All right, I'm excited for this movie. So are you? I'm
1: interested to see what my score is going to be. <laughs>
0: okay well let's let's get started uh first first category dc movie that's all you know is a is dc universe um what's your what's your interest i mean even the bad ones i went to see at the theater on
1: opening weekend (laughs) so (laughs) i probably have to say like a two even though you know half the time i'm walking out disappointed yeah
0: i'm being honest with myself yeah no I, i'm right there with you i mean again i grew up on dc um the characters are still i i mean i'm absolutely i'm probably all in on the wonder woman movie that's coming out next mm. year um i really uh, wish all i really wish is it this fall i think so maybe not maybe it is oh, next year no it's june 2020 i think oh uh, okay yeah um i really wish they figured out justice league um because again and now they're pretty much walking away from Superman and probably well there there's a Batman movie coming out I don't know two years from now or something like that but um, I'm still a two you know they um, yeah especially after they kind of they did Aquaman really well and and now with Wonder Woman and sounds like they have a movie here in Shazam all right uh, next category uh, origin story all you know about the movie is <laughs> it's an origin story what's your what's your interest.
1: Uh... Again, if I'm being honest with myself, yeah. uh, sometimes it's a mixed bag, but uh, usually I, I'm in for them. So uh, two again. Two, yeah. <sighs>
0: Yeah, my reaction to origin stories now is that a uh, Robert Downey Jr. eye roll gif. Uh <laughs> just to be honest. So, that's a minus 3 for me. Yeah, wow. these these days, yeah. Yeah, I just I'm pretty sick of origin stories. Um I'm
1: sick of origin stories if they've already been done for the character. <laughs>
0: right. I'm right. looking at you Amazing Spider-Man. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh next. Um we talked about him, Zach. Uh, Zach Le- uh, Le- Levi. 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 Hey, Zachary please. Levi. Levi. Zach Levi. What's your interest? All you know is he's in it. He's a leading. and he's a leading man. Uh, hmm. I'm gonna say one. Okay. But I'm, I'm a zero. fan. Yeah, I'm a zero. I mean, he's likable. Um, I just he he just hasn't been enough to kind of move the needle. Right. For- all right, next, uh, let's do the concept. So all you know about the movie is a kid is kind of body switched into a man's body. And that's sort of, you know, that's sort of the pull of the movie. What's, what's um, the probably, uh, zero. At least a one. I, I, I don't know why I'm kind of a mini sucker for body switching movies. Um, I, you know, you just get the right kind of combo. I mean, it might be born from even though this wasn't technically a body switching movie, but Face Off, which is like the greatest body switching movie of all time. <laughs> That's not a kid to an adult, though. <laughs> no, true. No, I'm just talking about concept wise. So it's like it's it's sort of so it's like a different soul. It's a soul in a different body kind of thing, you know? Because obviously, or it's just a face
1: on a different body. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um so yeah so i always kind of like the you know body switching or just sort of you know soul switching kind of movie so i'm at least a one um mm-hmm-hmm. i'll stick with a one that's probably okay. if if it's the right combo it's much higher than that mm. all right uh mark strong is a villain that's all you know
1: oh i like mark strong i like him as a villain i'm gonna go with a solid two on that solid two, okay so Kick
0: ass. <laughs> yeah now here's the thing so he was in that commercial with um oh that's right the villain with commercial. Loki. yeah right where uh he was bragging about you know how he's a villain all the time i looked at his imdb I, it's not it's not like he's been a high profile villain <laughs> to say the least no i don't i'm not yeah we, we don't get we don't need
1: to uh you know, split hairs about the
0: commercial. Well, I mean, comparatively, Loki was obviously one of the highest-profile villains of the last decade, at minimum. And Mark Strong isn't anywhere near that realm with any of yeah. his roles. Um, so I found that a little curious. However, I do like Mark Strong. Um, he, he's a be a very slight one for me. I, I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued if I see him playing a villain. All right, uh, next. We have two more uh ken all you know is the movie features a protagonist with superman-esque powers that's all uh, that's all you know um what's your interest um
1: again <laughs> sound like a broken record i'm gonna go with the two
0: <laughs> two okay so superheroes that can fly are kind of getting a little tedious for me um it's just, you know, when they can do that, they can pretty much do anything. So again, the right hero, it's okay. I'm probably a zero, all in all. It just doesn't doesn't grab my interest immediately. All right, last one. <laughs> all you know all you know, the, <laughs> all you know about the movie is that in the uh, in the last act, in the third act, the superhero and the villain, they collide midair in some dramatic confrontation. <laughs> what's what's your interest based, based oh. off of that alone?
1: Well, that could be either a good thing, like in well, a movie that doesn't come to mind, or it could be The Matrix uh, Revolutions. <laughs>
0: so I'm going to give that a solid zero. Solid zero. Um, <laughs> i'm a minus three <laughs> i'm just i'm out if if the, if the teaser like shazam shows that it's just zero creativity like there just has to be more creative ways for a confrontation between the superhero and the villain i'm just if that's what they focus on i'm just i'm 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 out minus three my so so there you go Okay, our fi- our interest tallies. Uh, we are not aligned like we were at I was going to say, I'm way ahead of <laughs> on this <laughs> one than you are. Our high score is 21, and our low score is minus 21. Ken, you are a positive 9. That's really Oh, wow, like I
1: thought it'd be higher. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and uh, I'm a minus 2. I I'm, wow. I'm a minus 2, yeah. I'm no, not all. interested in this movie. Yeah, in fact, I'm a little let me just check. Make sure my formula's right. Yeah, my formula's is right. Um, yeah, I'm uh, that 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 correlates. I I have pretty much zero interest in seeing this uh, in a the theater. I would have to be dragged, you know, or really extremely bored. I think to kind of see this in the theater. So, um, and looks like you will be going uh, opening weekend, or maybe the same. I'm
1: um, actually planning on going to the early Thursday preview. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All
0: right. All right, so there you go. So to recap, Pet Cemetery, Ken and I are both a seven um, out of twenty-one, and for Shazam, Ken was a nine, I was a minus two. So, so there we go. All right, uh, let's do some quick Rotten Tomato overviews. So we have plenty of reviews out for both movies. Shazam, right now I'm going to refresh for the latest score. So Shazam is at ninety two percent Rotten Tomato out of mm-hmm. 109 reviews. Just a couple quick snippets here. Uh, Katie Walsh from the Tribune News Service. While the story of Shazam may be unwieldy at times, uh, Levi and his kid co stars make this new to us superhero uh, make this new superhero just so gosh darn appealing. It's hard to resist making room in our hearts for one more. She rated three out of four. Uh, negative review. Endearing performances cannot overcome the pedantic world building and generic CGI gyrations. That's Richard Brody of The New Yorker. But overall, 92% round tomato. Pet Cemetery is at 84%. Uh so again, both strong movies coming in. Uh, Let's see, one positive review. Uh, Jake Wilson from The Age. Uh, Routine in many respects, Pet Cemetery is also a rarity. A horror film which takes death seriously as a natural yeah. phenomenon to be accepted and respected. Okay, uh, one negative review. Uh, it's a pity that this ad- adaptation prefers to take the narration to safer places. That's Santiago Alvaro of the Cinemania. Cine- 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 and then another, one more negative review from Graham Tuckett from stuff.co.nz. Although, although this 2019 remake is a pretty decent stab at a contemporary horror, it just doesn't do enough to justify its own existence. So there you go. Okay. All right, it is time for some predictions. Let's start with Pet Cemetery. Uh, tracking for Pet Cemetery right now is in the 25 to 35 range, which will be in a pretty solid opening for a horror. Uh, Ken? What you
1: got? I I haven't seen thirty five, but I'm gonna say that's actually kind of close. I think they that people usually tend to undervalue horror movies, especially good ones. Yeah. So I'm gonna go in the hot the
0: mid 30s and say 34 million. 34. Yeah, I think the big question for me is what kind of what kind of hold US has. I mean, us is certainly going to take some of the horror audience this weekend for people that haven't rushed out to see it. Um, I'm going to go. I'm going to go on the higher side. I'm going to go a little bit lower than you. I'm going to go 32. I'm going to go 32 for Pet Cemetery. Um, I do think word of mouth is going to be good again. i I, I'm, I think us is going to cut into it a little bit to just prevent this from totally popping out. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Shazam! Uh, Shazam! Shazam is we're seeing tracking anywhere from 40 to like in the 55 million range. I'll make the guess first for this. I'm going to reviews are good for this. I just don't think this is top of mind for most. Again, is I have sort of similar questions for Dumbo. I'm not totally sure who the audience is for this. Um, I think most people are totally centered on infinity war. Um, like, I just, I don't know if their head's like, oh, Shazam's, I gotta go, I gotta go run out and see that. Um, and by the time, you know, they hear some buzz, it's just too, you know, affinity War and the end game is here. So I'm, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go in the lower end. I'm gonna go probably, probably 42. Wow.
1: Uh, yeah. I, I am going the opposite direction. I think okay. that it's got good word of mouth based on very positive reviews and, I think that, uh, I think while people are ready for Avengers, uh, I think this is a good, uh, way to whet your appetite for Avengers Endgame or tide you over for the next few weeks. So I'm going to say 53
0: million. Okay. All right. So we're we're off big time on that one. It's going to be back to the audience thing. I mean, because again, Shazam doesn't have. I'm not poo-pooing your your prediction. I think it certainly very well could happen. But it, it is an interesting. If it if that does happen, it will it will have overcome quite a few factors, and it not just endgame looming um, and Captain Marvel still having some legs for superhero. But also Shazam doesn't have high name recognition. I mean, again, we we're pretty. I wouldn't call myself a comic book nerd, but you know, we know comic book stuff, and we know next to nothing about you know Shazam. Fair and zach 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 levi is not you know very untested in terms of this type of um opener he's being pretty trusted to open a movie and so there's an unknown there um and yeah those are two big factors to overcome so yeah, well, so we'll see and if it really does break you know make beat expectations uh more no more props to dc and um you know, and, and give it credit for opening three weeks before endgame. Uh, so that's a wrap. That's, that's a wrap for this week. Uh, Ken, do you want to plug anything? Uh,
1: so we're recording this on a Tuesday. Tomorrow we're going to be recording a new episode of Card Subject Change. <laughs> and we're going to be previewing WrestleMania. We've been doing recaps uh, up to this point of pay-per-views. And with the showcase of the Immortals coming up this Sunday... We're gonna be doing a preview of a loaded uh, pay-per-view that has 14 matches and counting. Oh boy! <laughs> scheduled.
0: Well, and, and it's a first-ever female headliner, right? That's right. Wow. So, um, as far as what I'm, uh, what I have to plug, so check out my 2095 uh, column. That's still uh, still catching some traffic um it details the latest uh metric that i came up with to enumerate uh what movies should be considered elite i devised a series of metrics uh that only eight movies passed <clears throat> that you know basically define the best of the best or one way to define the best of the best um as far as scheduling for the box office preview next week is hellboy i know this is gonna really disappoint ken but uh we're gonna take next week off um it's just it's hellboy and that's basically about it we'll be back in two weeks we're gonna do a little bit of la Llorona, uh which is a horror another horror movie coming out uh, but we're gonna do a little different type of preview we're, we're, we're gonna need two weeks to kind of get into avengers endgame um so i'm gonna i'm we're still kind of working on exactly what we're gonna do it's gonna be a little bit different than the usual structure we're gonna we're still gonna do see don't see for Avengers Endgame. We're gonna do some box office um, comparisons with other MCU movies. We'll save that for the week of it, but we're gonna we're gonna do something involving endgame uh in two weeks from now along with a little bit of a la la rona uh preview so that's our schedule coming up um Great. so again we're off next week i think that's gonna be the last week we're gonna be off for at least a couple of months yeah, summer's uh, coming yeah summer's Just coming paraphrase and... game of thrones <laughs> <laughs> summer and is coming as, as we said before summer's absolutely loaded there's there's a oh, big, big event movie coming out every week every till week. at least at least july i think at yeah. least like mid late july um, so we'll be going strong, uh, through the rest of April, certainly May, all of May and certainly all of June, um, every week. Um, so that's, yeah. So, uh, there we have it. Thank you for joining us. This is the box office preview a production of the onstage blog network. Oh, be sure uh, to
1: leave us a review on iTunes. Yep. Absolutely. Review and, us, and rate us. us. Yeah. Five, five stars. stars. Be
0: kind, be kind. Yes. And be kind in the comments, guys. You don't want to make Greg crap. Um, <laughs> So, uh, so have fun. Go see Pet Cemetery. Go see Shazam, and we'll see you next week. Adios. All right. Bye.